our country vowed to never forget 21 years ago. But those words require action. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has over 80 runs, walks, and climbs across America every year, plus dozens of more golf outings and barbecues you can be part of. There are so many ways that you can take action. Register for an event in your area or volunteer to start one. Do good and never forget by donating $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago, and at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of Insert Name FC, and with me, as always, is my best friend and the other host of the show, Ed Robles. Hey, what's up, guys? Man, it's uh, Portugal and France are out of the Euros. That is that is crazy. I honestly did not expect that at all. All right, but before we go, before we even, I mean, this is basically our little icebreaker, but I hate I mean, and you know this, I hate the phrase defending champions. And everyone's like, yeah. defend, the defending champions are eliminated. eliminated. And I'm just like, but they're not defending anything. Like, the, well, te- te- I mean, isn't technically Portugal like the, the ones that are technically the, the champions? And then they're the ones I mean, that are defending yeah, the title. They- it's a title, not even the, the cup, it's just a title. I just, I just think it's stupid. I don't think they're defending anything because obviously, like, it's not like we're gonna like revoke the, the 2016 Euro from them. I mean, some people, some people want to make fun of Cristiano Ronaldo because obviously he didn't really play in the final. But I, like, I hate the phrase "defending champions" because it just makes no sense. Like, I've, I, it's one of those things that irritates the hell out of me. And then, like, you know, oh, the defending World Cup champions, like, got eliminated by Switzerland. And I mean, granted, it, you know, that happened, but. Once again, they don't defend their titles. Like they don't lose their World Cup. They don't lose the Euro when they get eliminated, or they don't make it past the group. <laughs> You're talking like if it's WWE, like the defending champ, and then like all of a sudden like, that's legitimately yeah, but that's legitimately like, a defending champion. Like you're defending your title when you go up against in a title match. There's no title yeah, match yeah. in any situation. Like you lose, you get eliminated. Okay, you just didn't get a chance to repeat. Well, okay, how about this? I mean, it's just, they're the defending champs because they won the last one. So it's, they're just defending 
the title, like their their name, their name, like basically to call themselves champion. Basically, just the naming rights, bragging rights. I, guess I, you call I, I still can't see it that way. I'm like the one thing is like okay, they just they just couldn't repeat this this year. That's the only thing I can see is like the 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 chance of them repeating. And I mean that's pretty hard, especially because you know four years that's a big a big amount of time to find out like you know certain players get up in age, new players uh, rise, especially national teams. So I mean like, exactly. but but you're not defending anything. Like to me, it's not like you know oh you know. The, the the 2000 the 2014 you know uh, Germany didn't have to like forego the you know the the World Cup to to France you know like they didn't give up their you know they they still have their own World Cup in their okay 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 let me ask you this one then um do you remember when Spain won the World Cup right yeah and then when they went to the group stages the next World Cup they literally only won one match. In the group stages, and they still got eliminated. But they weren't defending. No, that's what I was about to ask you. The, like, would you consider that the, the phrase to me, "defending champion," is like with boxing or MMA and even WWE, where your title is literally on the line. When you lose the title, you don't get to be. You know, you're, no one calls you. Oh, look, it's former. Cha- you know, former champion. Isn't you're no longer the champion. You're no longer the guy on top. Like, there's no. I mean, obviously, I'm sure. Like, they give them like. A trophy to commemorate their their title reign, but the right. title that they would normally have with them isn't with them anymore because they don't hold the title anymore, unless they go back and you know obviously go go amongst the ranks and win it back. But you know you don't have that in the game. Like it's a new season, you're not defending anything because there's nothing to defend because you're not losing anything out of it. Like your trophy is still your trophy. Like that's not going to okay. be taken away. So for me, like I just hate the phrase defending champions. When it comes to like team sports, because there is literally no repercussion for losing, because you're still the mm-hmm. champions of the previous tournament or the previous season. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I just hate hearing that phrase, man. Defending champion. It's just it it irks me because it makes zero sense. Like, I, like if it made sense, obviously you wouldn't have me having this full on rant about the, the phrase defending champions. But the fact that there is people legitimately calling Portugal the defending champions when they were just the winners of the 2006, 2016 Euros. Like, that's literally the only thing that they have going for them. There's nothing else added to that. But it, it, to me, it's just ridiculous. I mean, it's just... I mean, I, I guess. Okay, would you call the winner of La Liga the defending champs? No. Like, it's the same thing. Like, it... It's not like Atletico Madrid like has to forego their trophy to to if they don't if they don't win La Liga next year, like they don't have to give up their trophy. It's not like it's just one trophy. I, I think maybe you can give maybe give it to I don't know if, if if hockey they do that with the Stanley Cup like there's only one I, Stanley I, Cup. I don't know, man. Like I wouldn't I mean, know. Do that. they do that? Do I they do know. that with the Super Bowl? No. Like no. your trophies are your do. your trophies are your trophies. There's nothing. You don't lose them. You don't. You don't risk of, of any of them losing. Like it's it's your trophy to. It's yours to have. It's yours to have in your trophy case. Okay. I guess. I guess so. Like I, I, I'm. I'm sure people are just like, man, dude, this guy's just like a fucking idiot. But <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not that. I'm pretty sure it's not. It's just. It's really hard to think about that. Think about it that way. Um, 
I, I, I can see where you're coming from, but I, I kind of have to disagree with you on that one. I'm, I'm more of like, yeah, the defending champs got eliminated, even in the early stages. You know, I'm still going to call them the defending champs because, for one, like, well, you said they haven't forgone the trophy or anything like that, but they are the ones that won the last one, the last Euro. So, I, I mean, I just go off of that. Like, oh, you know, like they won last time. So, how the hell did they, you know, lose it? Lose it now. Like, you're expecting them to basically do like a repeat, you know? And I guess so. They're, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I, everybody has their I'm, different. I'm, I'm sure people kids. are going to still say it. it does, I mean, but it just, I think it's stupid. Personally, I think it's stupid to call someone defending champions, but there's no, there's no title to lose. It's just literally just reputation. And it's, and it's not really like that big of a deal to me. But anyways, so we got a full show. Obviously, we got headlines, game previews, game recaps, you know, players of the week. I think I just like jumbled all of them at, at near the end. But and then wrap things up with a three up, three down that I think you guys will find a little bit amusing. But yeah, <laughs> so we're going to have a, a good show today. Can't wait. And uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And you guys are going to hear this ad. And we'll get going with the show. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward. And we are Insert Name FC. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on unhingedsn.com. We will see you there. And we are back. All right. Make sure you take full advantage of those great partners of ours because, well, if you help us out, We'll, we'll be able to give you guys a better product. <laughs> yes, and we can do it in a very awesome studio, hopefully. Hopefully that, <laughs> that or we're actually able to like build our own. So, And somehow find a way to get Spencer to come over here. Yeah, right? Oh, that'd be so awesome. Have that bowl right here, boy. Let me take some. It would, it would be so funny fun. to just hear like Spencer's act like legitimate reactions to all the things we say. Because, I mean, I'm sure, like, he yeah. laughs, like, hearing this, these conversations when he's editing these episodes. Oh, yeah. But, like, no, to get, a, sure. like, to get, like, the actual, like, reaction on the spot, because then we'll also be reacting to it, would be quite amusing. I mean, we saw how Kelsey reacted to my, to my whole Uruguay-Paraguay uh, argument as to why they're rivals. So, I mean, <laughs> which is probably the dumbest thing, dumbest case of argument to make for them to be rivals, but... Hey, some people actually believed it too. <laughs> but anyways, all right. So coaching changes is actually fairly small. Like the coaching rumors has kind of died out a little bit. Um, I, think, but, I think the major ones were the ones that were early on, you know? Yeah, I think I think most people got their managers. I mean, Real Madrid jumped really quickly and got their guy. Um, I think yeah. most, most teams that like they got the guy that they wanted. I, it just happens that their, their guys are readily available. I mean... Jose Mourinho got a definitely a head start on, on, <laughs> on his. So yeah. So there's that. All right, man. So there's only two things going on for the as far as coaches goes, and that is, right. uh, Conte planning on a year off. It seems like that there's just like no interest in Conte this year. Um, so he could be taking a year off, and then, or I mean, you know, someone's I'm sure someone's gonna get fired, uh, during next season, and I mean maybe he's the He's the exciting name to go for. <laughs> and Lo, how you say how you say Lopetegi? Lopetegi? 
Lopetegui. I don't know why, but when I read that, I thought of Peggy. Like Peggy Hill. Jesus Christ. But yeah, so Tottenham, uh, speaking of Lopetegui, since everyone wants to try to read that out, Tottenham is making a push for Lopetegui. Uh, for those who don't know, Lopetegui is currently the manager at Sevilla. You know, the team that has won three straight Euro, uh, Europa yeah. League. So, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it makes sense that Lopetegui is being sought after by a bigger club. I don't know. Where, where do you put some? I like, how, I, like how, I like how I like how you went a bigger club. You're trying to okay. So I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to measure out where Tottenham stands. I'm gonna be honest. Tottenham has a good, a long, very long um, English championship team. I I literally use their quotes when I put championship because they they they've come from money. They've had really good players. They still have really good players. It's just they cannot be able to win either the EPL as much as they want to or as much as, like, you know, you expect them to. Has Tottenham ever won the EPL? I want to say yes. I I do want to say yes. Um, Let me... I guess while we're going on the rant, let me double-check because... Go, go off, King. Yeah, so, because I, I feel like has... So, <laughs> I'm actually going to type it. Has won two league titles, eight FA Cups, four league Cups, seven FA Community Shields, one European uh, Cup winners, and two UEFA Cups. Okay, so two league titles, all right? The thing is, there's not one Champions League. And that's the thing that you yourself said that Jesus you Christ, said, man. Yeah, you yourself said this that all these major name teams. Are I mean, not even the, the last time they the last league. time they won the league title was like 1961. Yeah, my parents were probably like three or four years like, old. The last time they won the FA Cup was 1991. Well, again. <laughs> like I'm saying, I remember you brought up this good, the good point of that these uh, European teams they're no longer really looking to win the league. It's just like a, it's a, it's a, of course you know yeah, you but, when, get but when but when you're a team, like, but when you're a team like Tottenham, I mean, you'd be happy you to win. You'll gl- gladly stars. win the league. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, like with okay, Tottenham's like history and no, no, but I mean. The little history that they have, but I mean, like, if you're a Manchester United, if you're, a, I'll even throw Man City now in there, but like Man City, Chelsea, you know, Liverpool, those teams is like, hey man, like, it's it, we're aiming for Champions League. I mean, Liverpool's not in the Champions League, but I mean, like, you know, the goal is to win the Champions League now. Like, we've won, you know, we've won the league. Like, you know, that is cool, but well, maybe Liverpool fans probably just because of their drought that they've had. Of winning the, the the Premier League has probably been a long time, so I mean maybe they'll be happy to win the Premier League. But I mean, like the teams that have won it plenty of times now, it's like it's cool, but we want Champions League, we want the, the big prize. Uh, but Tottenham, I think they'll be super ecstatic when they win the Premier if they ever win the Premier League. I, I don't know what I'm, what I'm saying when if they win the Premier, and it's the same thing with Arsenal. Like Arsenal, they'll just be happy to be in the Champions League, and they'll be even happier to win the Premier League. Like the day Arsenal wins the Premier League, I mean, 
London, prepare yourselves because it, it's going to be wild. Uh, you know, I, I, well, in the event that Tottenham also wins, uh, London's going to be wild. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, okay, okay. So... But, like, in, the question was, is Lopetegui going from Sevilla to Tottenham an improvement? Or, like, where where do you put Sevilla and, and Tottenham at? Honestly, I feel like Sevilla has... They have a better... European, it's it's they're more European diverse. I mean, they're they're one of the more they're one of the more dominant teams in the Europa League. So, oh yeah, yeah, they're very. It's a very strong team. Very, very. They got hustle. You know, Tottenham. I'm not gonna say they don't have hustle. It's just I feel like once they see that they're down, it's hard to get their host back up. You know, like Sevilla. You know, they they're down and you still see that pressure. I mean, also remember that like. But all that's going on with Harry Kane, and if Harry Kane, you know, Hungman's son's probably going to want to leave, so you're probably looking yeah. at a rebuild at Tottenham. Yeah, because who's to say who yeah. else ends up leaving with Harry Kane as well? Yeah, um, exactly. So Tottenham is a big project, whereas Sevilla is like almost there. They're in the cha- they're going to be in the Champions League next season. Tottenham is going to be in the Conference League. So I mean, that I mean, I can if you're going to compare with what they're going to face this season. I mean, Lopetegui is still in La Liga. You know, obviously, La Liga is one of, one of, in my opinion, one of the top three leagues in, in the world. Then you're also yeah. in the you're in the Champions League, which is what everybody wants to be in, anyways. So I yeah. mean, if, I don't, I feel like Lopetegui should not be unless he just is allured by the whole idea of playing in the Premier League. And I'll say it: the Premier League is the best league in Europe. I don't like to admit that because I'm a La Liga person, but the English Premier League is the top league in Europe. Wow. That's the league that everybody wants to play in. Like, let's face it, when you look at La Liga, it's Real Madrid and Barcelona, and some people may throw in Atletico Madrid. Most, most majority of people might not. No offense, Spencer, but it, that's just kind of like sometimes Atletico Madrid just becomes an afterthought sometimes. But when you look at the Premier League, it, there's, there's more teams, and that's why everyone's like, oh, you know, it's harder because there's more bigger-name teams. And it's not necessarily true because, I mean, some of the big teams end up having, like, some rough stretches. Some have, like, good stretches. There's always that one team. I mean, I mean the, the like, EPL is almost the same thing as La Liga. It's just that people don't watch La Liga. That's the only reason why people don't, you know, like, they view, you know, the English Premier League as better is because they just don't watch the other leagues and see what's going on in those leagues. Um, but, like, I mean, but I can see it. I can understand why a lot of the top players go play in the English Premier League and you have some of the biggest clubs in the English Premier League as well. So I can see why that would be viewed as the better league. And, and I'll, I'll throw it out there that it is the better league. But I'm, in my opinion, I'm always going to say La Liga is the best league. But because argument is the two best teams in the world are in that league. And I'll stand by that. Oh, man. Well, yeah. I mean, it's true. I just, I don't know. Okay, so... Going back to our not debate, but going back to like our question, if Lopetegui is either downgrading or upgrading, I think. I mean, they're they're going to money, try to like money wise. Money wise, I think he's upgrading, but he's going to have a very tough uphill battle because I think Tottenham, if I'm not mistaken, Tottenham Tottenham has a bigger money salary cap compared to. Sevilla. 
I mean, there's that. So, so I think in that in that sense, as a as a manager, as a as you know, what you can do with how much money you can play with, and I use the term play very loosely. Um, it's it, I think Tottenham has the upper hand, but when it comes to him being already cemented at Sevilla, like he's already done what he can with Sevilla. And yet it's not like they're giving him like a great substantial amount of, Hey, you know what? You've been doing great for us. Here's a blank check. Tell us how much you want to make. Here's a blank check. Let us know what player you want to get. Here's a list. Here's a list. Uh, we'll go ahead and buy anybody you want, whether it be messy or anything, because they have a cap. They don't have the funds to go ahead and go for those big name players. And mind you, Sevilla is not a bad team to go play for. You know, like if you if you're a big name and then they say, hey, Sevilla is offering you this much, like Sevilla's not a bad team. And if you're a big name player, it's kind of certified that you're gonna be a crucial player and you may even get the captaincy. Who knows? Mm, I don't know about that, but it's just Navas over there. I'm just saying. Okay. I, I mean, I don't know about giving them the captaincy. I mean, I'm sure they'll be a crucial player, but um, I mean, Sevilla also depending on what happens because I'm sure some players are going to be going elsewhere. So there's money co- coming their way because of that. But, um, True. I, I, I think to, I, I, I would say personally Sevilla is like, the, at least right now, Sevilla is the more appealing destination just because of the fact that they're in the Champions League and they're not in, you know, in the new Europa Conference League. So, I mean, Tottenham has that going for them, but, like, I don't know. I mean, it's not necessarily like, oh, my God, like the, the first ever Europa, you know, Europa Conference League, you know, we could possibly be the first champion. I don't know if you want to be the first champion of that. Um, right, so, right. But, I mean, it's another trophy to have. It's some prize money. But, I mean, you can't say no to it, but I think right now, Sevilla is, I would much rather be there just because you're in the Champions League. You're in the top league, no matter what. And I mean, Sevilla is getting better and better each year. So, I mean, I would much rather just stick with Sevilla. And I mean, let's face it, Lopetegui in the situation that he was went, he was in after, one, getting fired by Spain, and then two, getting fired by Real Madrid, gets this opportunity with Sevilla. And, and it's, it's, you know, they, they had, a, so I, mean, I think there's like a sentimental value with Sevilla as well, because they were there at his lowest. And, and I mean, it's worked out for him ever since. Yeah, I guess yeah, you're right. you're right on that end. So I mean, I guess we're both we're both kind of like on the opposite side. Yeah, I mean, I say Tottenham. I mean, was, and and was, I, I hope no one's over here saying, way. "Oh, it's because he's an Arsenal fan. He can't he can't say anything nice about Tottenham." <laughs> I didn't say that. It's hard. It's hard to say something nice about Tottenham right now. Especially with all that's been I mean, going on right now, it's really hard to say something nice about Tottenham. That rumor and everything that they say that Harry Kane just wants to leave. Some of your hunt says if Harry Kane stays, he'll stay. But if he leaves, he wants to leave. So it's kind of like, you know, it kind of puts it in perspective where everything's going to go. Exactly. All right, man. So talking about some of the players, let's go with the transfer watch. And Laporta wants a decision from Messi. You know, when you talk about relationships, the last thing you want to be doing is giving out ultimatums. Especially to a player like Messi. And I believe Messi's last week just passed. So I think he's officially no longer a Barcelona player, at least for now. But um, for yeah, now. I don't think I don't think an ultimatum is necessarily the move to make, especially Laporte. Full mm-hmm. we'll move on his behalf, but we'll see how that pans out. 
he wants to he wants to swing whatever he has, and he wants to show that hey, I have power. I mean, you know, I guess so. He wants to. I mean, think about it. Um, it's like Real Madrid with Sergio Ramos. Sergio Ramos wanted the two-year contract. Uh, Bartomeu was like, nope, you just have I'd to go never there. do that with a player. <laughs> yeah, just I, I'm sorry, there. I had to. I had to. I have to. It's the same. It's the same way. I mean, Messi wants whatever he wants, and Laporta's like, you got to make the choice now, whether you take it or you leave. Yeah, no, I and get you. That's basically that's basically what's going on. Mm-hmm. They're basically the one of the foundations. Both of those players are basically the foundation of where they are right now. And I mean, if he moves, I mean, hey, you never know. <laughs> I'm bringing up PSG Super Team. What's up? All right, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Manchester United is interested in Christian Romero of Atalanta. So, I mean, he's been making quite a name for himself right now in Argentina, uh, in the, right. in, the in Copa America. So, I mean, you know, Manchester United going for another Argentine. Go figure. Um, we'll see. Hopefully, it goes better than Di Maria. You know. <laughs> oh man, that was a mismatch. Um, Liverpool. Me, Di Maria. Okay, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> Liverpool has said ten million price tag for Neko Williams, uh, wow. the, the the player from Wales who was part of that that disappointing loss for them. Uh, Manchester yeah. United, Manchester United also pushing for Paul Torres, uh, the centre back over at Villarreal. He's a, he's actually going to be an interesting name to watch uh, to to follow throughout this. We'll, we'll keep an eye on him. I wouldn't be surprised if like all of a sudden Barcelona or Real Madrid end up making like the last minute. Hey, we're gonna go ahead and buy him. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Manchester City to offer a hundred million for Harry Kane. A um, hundred million? Yeah. Jeez. All right. Uh, Arsenal go after Calvert Lewin. Oh wow! I'm not. I, I don't know how do I feel about this move. Arsenal going for Calvert Lewin. I mean. We mentioned this last week. I'm like, Arsenal's going to put their names with every single one and then end up getting like the most mediocre or like, hey, this is, we know we promised y'all this, but we got this. And, and so like, it's just like another Arsenal offseason as, as per usual. And I feel like what hurts me to think is Calvert-Lewin could be that, that signing. No disrespect to Calvert-Lewin. I mean, he had an amazing season at Everton. I just don't know how he's going to translate at Arsenal. And I don't know if he's going to, the question is, where is he going to play? In Arsenal is the bigger question. But yeah, so there's that. Uh, Adama Traore to Barcelona. There's some rumors speculating around that. Uh, I'm sure Edward would be excited to see that guy because I'm sure that would be fitness goals for him after that. You're right. Uh, that would be like me trying to bulk up. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Whenever, when I see Traore, the first thing I think is French and then turns out this guy is Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a interesting... Real Madrid has entered the Pau Torres race. So, and we're kind of... Oh, I called it. <laughs> uh, PSG wants David Luiz. Uh, I'm so, sorry, what? Uh, Sideshow Bob's return to uh, France. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, um, no, 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 no. PSG has contacted Sergio Ramos. So there's, there's the special team, the, the, the super team. Uh, Leicester City Super close on the horizon. Leicester City close to deal with Ryan Bertrand of Southampton. Uh, Manchester United to improve their bid for Jaden Sancho. Odegaard is going to return to Real Madrid. I guess the transfer, the 
the contract talks between Odegaard and Arsenal just didn't were unable to be met. And so now Odegaard will be returning to Real Madrid. Maybe there's going to be a transfer talk still going on for him, but that is left to be said. Um, Hakimi agrees to PSG. So that's a big move for, for PSG. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that, with that right-back position over there. Oh, that would be so awesome. Like, think about it. Sergio Ramos and Hakimi playing the same team. We'll see. Um, Arsenal, to, Arsenal to offer $50 million for Ben White. This is actually a, a player I want them to go get. Um, I think he has everything that I'm looking for. I mean, I want an experienced center back. I don't think he's as, as experienced as I was hoping for, but still, he's a solid center back. So I would definitely would like to see him in Arsenal. Um, Edward, Caden Clark to RB Leipzig. Another MLS super stud. Well, I, Caden Clark also played for Bar, uh, for Barcelona's youth system at one point and then just came back to the United States and played for New York Red Bulls, but has had a really good season, has scored nothing but bangers, but it seems like. And RB Leipzig is ready to bring him over. And weirdly enough, another exciting young American joining a Jesse Marsh team. <laughs> Obviously, you had Brendan Aronson going to RB Salzburg, and now you have Caden Clark going to RB Leipzig. So it's going to be interesting. And joining uh, Tyler Adams. So it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. Benfica uh, interested in Harry Wilson. Arsenal throwing themselves into the race for Thiago Tomas of, of uh, Sporting. Uh, Manchester City to offer $100 million for Jack Grealish. So Manchester City wow. is... is Throwing hundred million for Harry, Kane. so they're gonna they're prepared to spend two hundred million for Jack Grealish and Harry Kane. Uh, that is just bonkers. Um, Ethan, that is um, ridiculous. What? That is ridiculous. Yeah, I was, I was like, what? Okay, Ethan Mbappe to join PSG's youth team. So the little brother of Kylian Mbappe is joining PSG. Maybe they're hoping that that's gonna be enough <laughs> enough for that for him to stay. Like, hey, look, your little brother's here. Don't you want to be with your little brother? <laughs> <laughs> Juventus placed 40 million price tag for Mered de Miral. So it's gonna be interesting to see what happens there. I'm I don't really remember him playing all that much, to be honest. I mean, I don't watch Juventus like that to, to be frank, but the Miral is not a name that like really screams like really gets my attention. You know what I mean? Uh Patson Daka yeah. to Leicester City. Pep wants Reese James to Manchester City. Ooh. So that's a, that's interesting. He's gonna, oh, honestly, I think uh, what Chelsea's going to have to... Well, I'm pretty sure Man City, Pep's going to have to offer up, offer up a pretty good penny for them to release him, whether they want to or not. He's still who, gonna, who, I'm pretty sure have, he's going to go. Who do they have at right back right now? Man City? Yeah. Is it, is it, uh, is it Walker? I think so. Because um, on the Kyle left, Walker? No? yeah, yeah, I think it's Kyle Walker. Because on the left is either is either Benjamin Mendy or uh, Jao Cancelo. No, I think it's uh, I think, I it's, think it's um, it's Walker, Kyle Walker. No, yeah, at right back, I'm just saying left back. But yeah, at right back, oh, left back, they have uh, Cancelo. Oh, that's right, that's him. Yeah, that that weirds, that freaks me out because I see the number eleven, and then he's playing yeah. fullback, and I'm like, man, I mean, hey, you know, it's just a number eight. Um, Barcelona product Todibo to complete an eight 
and a half million move to Nice. So he would be staying with the club that he was on loan with. Um, I'm sure Barcelona put a, a buyback clause just so they get first dibs in case uh, Todibo pans out over in France. Um, Aston Villa. Yeah. And then this one. Aston Villa, AC Milan, RB Leipzig, Southampton, and Brighton to all battle out for Tino Livramento. He's actually an academy product, but has looked really good. And he's a, he's a Chelsea product, but has looked really good. Actually, I believe got a Youth Academy Player of the, of the Year. So I'm sure they're trying to get first dibs on a very promising player. Maybe have something in the making from that young man. So we'll see how that works out. And Manchester yeah. United and Dortmund are close to an agreement for Jaden Sancho. Damn, that's gonna be that's gonna be a move. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the this is the move everyone's had their eyes on. I mean, this was like rumors for like years now that Jaden San, uh, Jaden Sancho to Manchester United. Uh, can they finally get it done this this year? Who knows? But you know, there's a lot going on, man. You got Harry Kane, you got Jack Grealish. As far as English Premier League, but just you know, what's gonna happen with Mbappe? What's gonna happen with Holland? So there's like so many names, and you just can't wait to find out who goes where. Yeah, especially in this summer too, because I mean, think about it. Last summer it was like with all the COVID stuff that was actually really yeah, big. It was pretty cool. Right? I mean, I feel like the the largest move was. Um, was Luis Suarez going to Atletico? Yeah. At least that was that's a, what that was it feels big, big like move. to me. Uh, nah, that was a big move. And I mean, it, it was kind of like a, uh, as much as I hate to say, it was like kind of like an insult, of course, to Luis Suarez. And also an insult. I guess was that an insult to Luis Suarez? You got to go to a team. Well, no. The thing is, it was like, Dude, he had done so much for Barcelona, and even then, I was still upset about that, like him leaving like that. That's and, true. There was so much drama going in there to that side. So I, I, I forget what you said. It was basically the story yeah. of what the heck is going on in Barcelona. It was actually the yeah. real off-season story because then you also had Messi saying he wants out. Uh, so he wants out, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, out of, out of out of nowhere, they're like, "Hey, these guys are going to go to jail." Like, yeah, okay. so it was it was interesting. It was it, 20, 2020 was definitely an interesting year for Barcelona. Um, yeah, pretty much. But let's get going with these headlines, man. So the first headline is Dembele will be out for several months. Um, if you guys don't know Dembele, Osman Dembele, I guess we gotta go specific because there is a lot of Dembele's out there. Um, Osman yeah. Dembele, he is a French winger that currently plays at Barcelona. Um, once was an amazing player at Borussia Dortmund. And ever since he went to Barcelona, he just hasn't been the same guy. Um, and I mean, injuries has definitely been something that has plagued him since he came to Barcelona. But had to withdraw from the Euros where he was competing for Fran- with France due to a knee injury. It was found out that he was going to need some surgery. And so this, this basically not only ends him in the Euros, but also it's, it's going to be hard to tell when he's going to make a, a return to Barcelona. I mean, this was a guy that I thought maybe could be get, leaving Barcelona just because of being the odd man out because there's so many wingers in Barcelona. Uh, oh, yeah. But, but it, it looks like Barcelona's going to have to keep him for a while. Yeah. And he, he, even I was like, yeah, he, it's not, it's not going to work out. Um, even if he decides to, him himself, even if he decides to want to leave, nobody's really going to, I mean, as, as it just sounds so bad. Nobody's gonna want to buy injured player. No I mean, it, how it, good it's, you the, are. it's the truth, man. Like it's honestly the truth. Yeah. Like 
um, uh, you know, to quote quote somebody, a good friend of mine, your best ability is your availability. And if you're just yeah. not, if you're not able to get on the field, I mean, there goes your value, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I mean, and that's gonna be, there's gonna be some more. Court. I mean, Barcelona might have to take a a loss on this by, like, in the because I'm sure they're trying to, they would want to part ways with him. Or unless they're gonna find somebody that's gonna, unless they finally figure out a, a way to use him right, because I just don't think he's a Barcelona player. But um, I don't think so either. I don't think so. But, if anything, um, but even then, I, like, I, I think they will take. They will have to take a, a, an L because I don't think they're gonna be able to profit from this transfer at all. Which might have to like sell him for less, unfortunately. Especially now because you don't know how he's gonna be when he comes back. Yeah, he's very. He's he's still young, but I mean, he's still young. But you just don't know how. Just, you don't. You just don't know how he's gonna how he's gonna do once he's once he's fully re- rehabilitated. So I mean, right, there's, right, so, there's right. so many question marks about it. So you might have to sell him for less if you do choose to to try to move on from him and, and hopefully try to get a team to, to get a transfer done. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So how do so you? I, I mean, no, go ahead. I said, how do you feel about all this? <laughs> you already know I'm not a big uh, the Bella fan. You, anything, you were not happy from the beginning. No, I was not. I really wasn't. I was so upset. Um, this, is, this is from the Dortmund fan too. No, I know, but that's the thing. It's kind of like I kind of knew what was going to end up happening. I didn't know about the injuries, but then buying him for that insane amount of money. I was like, he's not gonna live up to that amount of money that he's technically supposed to be. He, he was uh, he was part of a very weird transfer because I'm I mean obviously they got him, and then they went and got Coutinho, as well, which I believe they both played the same just, position. No, that's that's what I'm saying. Like Coutinho was more of a winger, cam, attack uh, player, um, but even then, he I feel like if they would have gone for Coutinho. Much more earlier, earlier on than going for Dembele, then maybe, maybe if, when Coutinho was in Inter, like that, then maybe it would have been different. Oh, but, yeah. No, yeah, I totally agree. So, but with with Coutinho being, you know, not any, not in like in Liverpool and Championship Liverpool, Liverpool team and everything. I mean, dude, like, yeah, there's no, there, there was no way that they were going to get him for dirt cheap at that point. Oh yeah, exa- exactly. Oh yeah, so. That it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with with Dembele. Hopefully, you know he's able to go back to be the player that he was um, before Barcelona. Uh, hopefully, go back to his oh, yeah. Dortmund ways. But um, I think I think at this point, like I don't even think a big club will, will take a shot at him. I think maybe one of those mid-table teams, maybe a team that's like on the cusp of something, like maybe think they're on the cusp mm-hmm. of something, and they see maybe his value dropped a little bit, so they're like, okay. hey, why don't we just jump for it? Okay, or maybe so or makes a return to France. Okay, so maybe my thing is maybe Barcelona should loan him out, like you said, to a lower mid-tier team and try to get him back to where he was. And then later on, whether it be like a short loan, see where he's but at. He, but even, but even if they were to loan him out, they still have to pay for, you know, they still have to cover at least mm-hmm. part of his, his his salary. And I think I think Barcelona <laughs> just wants to like, like get him out of the books, get him off the books now. Because I mean, he really hasn't been working out. I mean, that's that's yeah. like the real issue. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> Sorry, <clears throat> water went down the wrong hole. <clears throat> yeah, I'm realizing you're eating right now. 
No, no, no. I would drink water. Oh. Because uh, okay. this was the water went down the wrong tube. All right. <laughs> so. I know uh, that fancy transition. <laughs> yeah. So the next headline is uh, Atletico Madrid are in a quite of a financial bind. Um, so obviously this is the team that won the Liga. I mean, uh, but the issue is right now is that they're unable to sign players until they offload some players. Um, I mean, we've, right. we've heard some rumors around with, with, with uh, Atletico Madrid, you know, obviously the possibility of, of Saul. Uh, I, I even saw some rumors about Jan Oblak. I don't think that's really going to happen. I think Jan Oblak's going to stay in Atletico Madrid. I don't see why he would. Not why would why would he want to move on? Um, I think he's in a good situation there, but you know they're they're gonna they're gonna have to make some moves because I mean if they're hoping to, I mean here's and um this is another quote that I took from somebody else. Uh, his name is Draft Nick Mark. He does like baseball. He does he has a baseball YouTube channel. He actually a lot of has a massive following. But one of the things he always says is if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. And obviously, they want to maintain what they just, you know, they want to make sure that they stay on top of what they just built as they won La Liga last year and hopefully wanting to repeat. Um, in order for that to happen, they're going to have to get better, especially when you know the two teams that you're going to be competing for that. At least, you know, for sure you're going to be competing for that league title with are going to start loading up, especially because of the money that they have. Um, and obviously, that's Barcelona and Real Madrid. Um, I know some of the players, at least that they're heavily rumored with, is specifically a left back, and I think it's either between Jose Luis Gaia of Valencia or Alex Grimaldo of Benfica. <coughs> are like, I guess, like that's who they're aiming to bring in. I guess they're looking for a left back. If they get Gaia, they got a hell of a player. They got basically a, a guy who knows how to take leadership into his own hands, and they got a damn good left back. And Gaia is just, I think he's a badass player. No, so I, I, I totally agree, but Grimaldo is definitely a, another good one as well. But yeah, obviously they want to make sure that they continue building from their championship team. And, you know, you're going to have to try to trim some things out so they can go out and get... I, I, I don't know how they feel right now, how Atletico Madrid feels right now about Jao Felix, but maybe it's time to cut ties with him as well because you paid a lot for him and he hasn't really panned out. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, he hasn't really shown up too much. I mean, he's, he's been there in certain the situations that I guess you kind of need that one little oomph, and then he shows up, and it's like, yeah, okay, this is John Felix, and then it's like, okay, now do something else, and then it's kind of like you're poking at it, and poking at it, and you're just like, come on, the, the, the do, something, do something. The do something meme? Yeah. <laughs> I, might have, I might have the uh, Photoshop John Felix face <laughs> on, on that the, meme. On the family guy? On that family guy? No, there's like a straight up meme with just like a, like a, 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 like a, a poorly drawn t- drawn cartoon and it's poking at this thing. It's like, do something. Uh, or, but, yeah. or Homer Simpson. Come on, do something. I think, okay, anyways. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, if Atletico Madrid wants to stay on top, they're going to have to make some moves. Or And it's not that they're, they're going to be bad. It's not that I'm saying that they're going to be worse automatically. It's just the fact that if Real Madrid and Barcelona are getting better and obviously Atletico Madrid stays the same, you're getting worse because obviously everyone else around you is getting better. That, that's the whole, the whole, the whole process of that phrase is if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. So that's just, there's just that on, on that part. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Excuse me. Yeah. So there's that. All right, man. 
So interesting to see what happens with Atletico Madrid. Hopefully, you know, I want I want Atletico Madrid to be competitive. I want them to, to compete with because I'm tired of hearing, oh, just two teams in the league. Like Atletico Madrid just proves that and Sevilla is getting better as well. So I like seeing that. I like that the league is getting better because if the league gets better, people can shut up about, oh, you know, the league is just a two-horse race. So I, I personally, I like when the uh, when leagues get better. Like I like the, that Serie A is getting better because now it's not just Juventus. Hopefully, RB Leipzig or Dortmund or Borussia Mönchengladbach get their stuff together so they can compete with with, with Bayern Munich, even though that that sounds like Mission Impossible. Um, but like when the leagues get when the teams get better, the league gets better, and that's what I want to see for sure. So hopefully, you know, hopefully things work out for Atletico Madrid, um, so we can make this this next season an even more interesting season for for in La, La Liga. All right, man. The last headline: UEFA denies any rainbow flag ban. So we, you know, we talked about last week with Kelsey about about you know what was going on in Hungary, and weirdly enough, this does involve Hungary again. Um, and specifically, it was in the uh, knockout match of between the Netherlands and who they play against. Was that the Czech Republic? Uh, yeah. I mean, the Netherlands lost. I know the Netherlands yeah. lost. But apparently what happened was fans had rainbow flags confiscated by security in Budapest because... This, this game, the game wasn't hungry. Like I said, hungry was involved. Um, once again, a lot of people, they, you know, obviously, if you guys don't know about what's going on politically in Hungary, they they put in a legislation where anything kind of promoting homosexuality was banned. So you can't like, obviously, to them, they view the rainbow flag as a political symbol, which it isn't. But and under UEFA it actually falls in line with their equal game campaign because it is not a political symbol. It's obviously a symbol of support. Um, but obviously, Hungary isn't all for that. Um, but yeah, so because of what Hungary was doing, and apparently, I guess, some people thought that UEFA was behind this. UEFA jumped really quickly to say, hey, no, we have nothing to do with this. We're all for the rainbow flags. We know it's not a political symbol. We told, we explained it to the people of Hungary that, hey, it is not a political symbol. It is a symbol of, obviously, to show support for the LGBTQ community. So, no, it is not a political symbol. It, we're okay with it. And I'm guessing, I'm guessing that Budapest took it, uh, the stadium took it to themselves to to end up confiscating those flags. But once again, it's just not been a good look for UEFA so far in the Euros. Obviously, you had the whole issue with Christian Eriksen, and then you've already had like the investigations they had to do, which we talked about last week. So it's just, I don't know. If I, I, I just find it weird that we have to really jump really quickly to make sure, hey, guys, we're not behind this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I think it was, um, they, they just want to make sure, they just want to, like I told you before, it was just the whole neutral stance. Like they're just, they're trying to make sure they don't ruffle any feathers. That's, that's, I think that's it. No, oh, yeah. No, that's what. I think so as well. I mean, there's not really much else to say. It's um, it, it's crazy to think that like, um, when I really think about this, it's just uh, you have obviously uh, FIFA going on on Mexico. Obviously, this is the point where they're banning fans in their next two home games. Uh, a correction: they are not playing the U.S. at any of those two games. I think they're playing Canada. Canada will probably be like their their toughest opponent 
for those two home games. But you have them doing this, you know, because of them, you know, accusing them of saying homophobic slurs or chan- chanting mm-hmm. homo- uh, homophobic slurs. And then you have literally a country that is is purely just banning any show show support to the to the gay community. And, and so that's the part that like baffles me. And then you have you're going to host a World Cup in a country where they all it's the same thing as what kind of like, you know, they. They 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 forbid it or something like that. I guess you can say. Uh, I'm I really need to like do my research on that for sure. Just because like I had someone message me about um, about our our debate last week because they're like, hey, you know, those, there's bigger issues going on in Qatar. And honestly, I haven't read up what's going on in Qatar. I mean, Qatar is just a whole mess of its own with the whole uh, <laughs> with, with with obviously how they how they got the World Cup to begin with. But um, yeah. But I mean, like I mean. <laughs> It, it wouldn't surprise me if that, if that was going on too. So maybe that's where I need to do my due diligence on kind of finding out what exactly is going on with Qatar as far as they have any legis- legislation similar to Hungary or, or anything like that. But I, obviously someone messaged me, <laughs> messaged me on, on, on my social media trying to tell me about, about you know, how it's messed up that Mexico is getting punished, but then you have you know, a World Cup host in Qatar. And then he didn't mention about Hungary, but the fact that, yes, that, you know, this is going on in Hungary and FIFA hasn't really stepped in. This has all been the way for as far as like handling that situation. So I mean, I want to see FIFA get involved as well. Um, but yeah, you know, practice what you preach is basically what I'm saying. Um, if you're gonna punish Mexico, make sure you punish the other teams as well. Well, the other countries as well. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I I don't know, man. It's just Um, sorry, this thing, this water thing, really bothered me. Jesus Christ, doesn't heal. Yeah, sorry, <clears throat> sorry. I don't want to keep doing that. So <laughs> you, you already did like three on. times. <laughs> yeah, I know. <clears throat> but, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, you got anything to say? Or? Uh not really. I mean. Kind of on the, on the same page already. I think I said that more last week, you know? Yeah, 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 you did. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 mean, already, I already put my two cents in there. We just ho- hopefully FIFA at this point jumps in because I think UEFA is obviously not really doing that good of a job. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, FIFA, just just help out your boys because <laughs> this has not been a good, a great tournament for them. Um, I mean, the tournament has been fun. I mean, it just like the, obviously the yeah you know, the the few incidents that have happened so far it hasn't really been helpful for UEFA. All right, Edward, time to wrap things up with the debate. And today's debate topic is UEFA removing the away goal rule. So, for those of you who do not know what the away goal rule is, in the knockout rounds in Champions League, Europa League, basically, you know, those are that's basically it. But they have the away goal rule. So obviously, whenever we have like the knockout stages, they play two games, well, two legs. And, you know, obviously in the event that the the, the, the goals, the aggregated goals are a tie, they go to the away goal rule, which is who has the most goals on the road are the ones that, you know, win. So for instance, like let's say... Um, I don't know. Um, Real Madrid, 
loss to Liverpool. Uh, uh, let's say three, uh, three to three on aggregate, but it's because in the first leg, uh, Real Madrid won three to two at home, but then no, yeah, yeah, and then in the second leg, our uh, Liverpool won one to nothing. Obviously, they had two road goals, so they will advance on to the next round because of the away goal rule. Well, UEFA decided that they're going to take the away goal rule, and in, in the event when they're tied on aggregate, they would go on to extra time and penalties if need be. So, I mean, Edward, you could go ahead and start this off. How do, do you agree with, with UEFA removing the away goal rule? Well, okay. So, I was telling you earlier, I do have quite to say about this, but um, I, I think it would make for a more interesting fight a more interesting game gaming like games like matches i, I feel like it would be making more level because it's like yeah i could be two two to one you know and i have two away goals that means that if they beat me you know uh let's say uh i don't know three to two i guess just because you know they won the second match even by one goal um in a ways it's still not going to be, you know, it's not going to give me that leg up, even though I know I won the first match and then I go and then the second match and then it's like, kind of like, damn it. Like, you know, what, what the fuck? Like, it's just going to, it's not going to be the same. Like, basically, just because they got the three away goals instead of the two, and it's just going to be like a, a bate. And then it's just kind of like, eh, you know, so mm-hmm. I feel like with them being tied like that and giving that extra time, it gives you more more time to watch, um, more time to play. And then I was even thinking like, man, are they going to end up bringing back the golden goal where it's like basically the next goal wins? Yeah, I don't, I, don't think they're gonna, I don't think they're going to bring that back. <laughs> okay, well, I'm just saying like it would be pretty cool. It's just a hell of a test. Um, but... All in all, I, I do like the idea of them taking away the the away goal kind of stuff. So, I mean, what do you think? Um, I don't. I feel like I think I think like obviously you're gonna have like the the traditional fans that are gonna be like, no, that's BS, like you know. But I I think I think honestly, if you're talking like I I think the goal obviously is to get people to more into it, and I think. You know, you confuse a lot of people get confused when you see a team advances to the next round, even though on aggregate it's a draw, and they're like confused and they don't understand why. And then you're like, "Oh, it's the away goal rule," and you have to explain. So it's like, there, you know, you're you're you know, most new people that are like watching soccer, they're already kind of they don't they obviously most don't understand what what an offside is. Um, so I mean, to add the away goal rule is kind of like, I guess another reason that will make them kind of have it difficult for them to want to watch. So I'm actually, I think for, for to gain new fans. Yeah. It's going to be more interesting. Now you're going to, and I mean, yeah, let's face it. Champions League gets more excited when there is extra time and there is penalties. So, I mean, it, it, it builds more, it it builds more drama and that's what you want to see in the games. So, I mean, to be fair, man, I mean, the fact that it kind of sucks knowing when you're a team that, you know, you literally want three to two, the first, you know, you win the first leg, you know, three to two, like for the example, and then just because you couldn't score one goal, you know, you lost the, the next game. So they're like, hey man, like it's, it, you know, 
you know, you feel like if we had like just a little bit more time, we could have probably taken that game, you know, could have taken that game. And I mean, this is now their their chance to prove that, hey, we could have taken that game. So I yeah. I think it obviously builds more drama. I would love to see the golden goal rule come back. I understand why they they ha- they took that golden goal the golden goal rule away. Oh my lord! Um, so many long games. It's nerve wracking and everything, but let's face it, you know, it, it just it does kind of suck knowing that like, you know, oh they score a goal and that's game. You know, like you don't get a chance to like at least fight back. I think it's the same thing what you see like in in the NFL. Like, yes, you score you scored a touchdown in in overtime, but. You still give the team another, uh, well, not another touchdown. I think if they kick a field goal, they have a chance to score. If they score a touchdown, then then they then they win or something like that. I forgot what it is. To be honest, I don't remember. But somewhere around those lines, like you, you give the other team a shot. I think that's the reason why they got rid of the game, the golden goal rule. Just like, hey, here's your uh, like, let's see if you can tie it up. But yeah, it does add more to more time to the game. But um, yeah, no, the golden goal, the golden goal rule is just it's very nerve wracking. You want to like. One little slip up can really cost it for you. So I'm, I mean, no, I'm I'm all for it. I think I'm I think UEFA removing the away goal rule it, it adds more drama to the game, and I think that's that's what you want uh, for sure. Yeah. So I guess I guess we're both in agreement. Yeah, I mean, we both have like our reasons, but I think it's roughly the same. I mean, for me, I think it's like you're. It's kind of hard for like to get a, a new a new fan into the game. If they don't understand like how the other team advances, like oh it's a tie, shouldn't they be playing to see who who wins? And I mean I get that I get that thought process too myself. <laughs> I mean it's a fair point. <laughs> but yeah, so well me me and I were both agree with the away goal rule. Um, you guys, as we as as we just talked about right now, it is now available on. Our social media, once again, on Instagram, at Twitter, at insert name FC. Um, you'll see the post. You can go ahead and put your two cents in there. Tell us your thoughts, whether you agree or disagree. Explain why. Because, you know, we want to hear more than just, oh, hell no, or nah, fuck that, or yeah, I agree. Like, we want to legitimately understand why you guys feel that way. Um, and if you guys have an idea for a debate topic for, that you would want us to talk have on a future episode, well, you can either drop it on that post or you can message us on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC. And if we like if we like your, your question, we'll feature on a future episode and we'll even give you a shout out. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm about to say something again. Freaking water. <clears throat> All right, then. Um, so, Edward, anything to add? Nope. Nothing. All right. said it all, sir. All right, so we're going to go ahead and take another break and we'll get going with game recaps. Hector, what was your New Year's resolution? Same one as every year. Read more. Why every year? Well, with school and work, it is simply hard to find time to read. What if instead of reading, you listen to someone read your books for you on Audible? Audible? Audible has a large library of audiobooks that you can listen to at your convenience. I like listening to my audiobooks on my way to work. What if I don't like Audible? You can start a 30-day free trial when you go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash insert name FC podcast. You will be supporting the insert name FC podcast along with finally getting that New Year's resolution done. Thanks. Now I'm going to start a 30-day free trial. And we are back. All right, Edward, what is your game to recap? All right, so my game to recap, I'm actually... 
not going to be in the European leagues or anything like that, or the UEFA. I'm actually going to be over here with Copa America, um, Peru versus Venezuela. So that's probably surprising to you. Mm-hmm. No? No, not really? No? Okay. <laughs> well, um, I mean, let's, well, we talked about how much we love the Peru jersey um, and then yeah, how much I disdain yeah. the Venezuelan jerseys. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, Peru beat Venezuela 1-0. Um, Peru had 50, 57% of the possession. So, it wasn't like a um, big, big, big deal. It was like, I guess, 57 to 43. Um, but, yeah. Peru outshot them 12 to 10. So, it, it, it was, I guess, it was a fairly good shoot out even from far off I guess you could say and um, but yeah with that win Peru is actually it advances over to the quarterfinals in Copa America and Venezuela is eliminated so it's, it's pretty cool like I'm actually it, happy it's gotta Peru. suck to know that you just have to finish in the top four of your group of five like it's it's obviously it, obviously quarterfinals it's, it's, it's eight teams in the quarterfinals but to know, it sucks to know that you're you're the only one not advancing in your group, um, and I mean that was kind of like the pressure because this is, obviously Copa America. This is like very different because this is not usually how the Copa America format is, and normally they invite like two country, two more countries also into this tournament. Um, I believe it's two. Yeah, because I think last. Is it, is it? So, the last Copa America, uh, 2019 Copa America, I believe they invited Japan and Qatar. So, yeah. That's right, yeah. So, yeah, so normally they... they yeah, that makes sense because then you had uh, three groups of four because obviously now you had 12 teams competing in the tournament. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it makes, yeah, yeah. yeah, it makes sense now. But, yeah. yeah. Um, but, no, yeah, it sucks. To know. This is just... It's all just South American uh, countries. And I mean, yeah, it sucks to know that you're you're the only one not advancing. And I believe on the other group, it's Bolivia that's not advancing. I could be wrong on that. No, no, yeah, it's Bolivia. Um, yeah, it's Bolivia. So, so yeah, so I mean, it sucks to feel that way. But hey, someone needed to be the last team, and it just unfortunately was Venezuela, which is it sucks to know because Venezuela looked like. And I think the issue is that like obviously we're talking about how Venezuela, like, oh my god, they got some good, you know, they got some surprisingly good players, they got some talent. And the issue is just, you know, that talent is not the same age anymore uh, than they once were. So, I mean, I've, it's not like they had a golden generation or anything, but they just had a, an interesting group of players. You know, at one point, Venezuela looked like an, an interesting team to watch. And um, it just, and, or like the young players that they thought that would be something just hasn't panned out. Um, so that could be, that's also the, the other thing. But, hey, I mean, Peru has been looking, I mean, Peru made it in, and and hope and they're hoping that they can, you know, return to the final like they did in, in 2019. So we'll yeah, see. I mean, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping. We'll see, man. But yeah, it was a good game. Um, you know, obviously they play like, well, Venezuela play like obviously that they they, they don't want to be eliminated. Uh, unfortunately, that's what happened. But they played like it, and I mean, they gave it a good fight. I mean, just unfortunately, like they just couldn't ha- they couldn't get the results that they needed before this game. Right. So. That's yeah. just how it works with these tournaments, man. But it was a good game nonetheless. I agree. 
Okay, yeah. I mean, it was really good. I liked it. I mean, it was a good. It was a decent. It was a decent match. It was a. Yeah, because for these final matches, I believe that they're actually just they're playing simultaneously. So, so while this game was going, Brazil was playing their game uh, against Ecuador, and um, I mean, yeah, I I ended up switching over to this game because I was like, okay, this this game's more more appealing. So. Right. No offense to Brazil and Ecuador, but yeah, I was like, it, no, I was like this game's this game's more entertaining. So yeah, all yeah. right, well, yeah, that's my game. That's my game to recap: uh, Peru versus Venezuela. Uh, Peru advances over to the quarterfinals. Now, Hector, what is your game to recap? My game is Denmark beating Wales four to nothing. First of all, I just want to say this. I don't know wow. why why everyone said Wales was the why this was an upset for Denmark because I feel like Denmark. No offense to Wales, I think Denmark is just a better team. Like Denmark has like the more solidified players in my opinion, even without Christian Eriksen. Um, like I mean, you have Simon Kier, you have Schmeichel. Uh, for if you forgot about that guy, I mean Wales now remembers him because he laid a goose egg on him. Um, <laughs> like they have some good talent. I mean, they didn't have Polson up front that like they normally would, but they they still have a, an exciting young player in Casper Dahlberg, and, and we'll get to I'll, I'll get to Casper pretty soon. But like they still have a pretty solid team. These guys play in, in the top leagues in Europe, and so like mm-hmm. I just I just don't see how Wales is such a, like, how they are underdog. Is it because the fact of what happened with Christian Eriksen, which I don't want to throw that as a reason, but, like, just because, I mean, yes, Christian Eriksen's the number 10, one of their best players. I mean, yeah, the, who knows how this team would look when they had Christian Christian Eriksen on the field, but I just don't think Wales is at that level with Denmark. Denmark was a World Cup team in, in 2018, so that's where my, like, oh, yeah. Wales wasn't even in the World Cup. So how like how I I find it baffling that some people actually pick Wales over Denmark because I feel like Denmark is clearly the better team. Um, I, I think I think I think with with Wales, everybody was riding on that Gareth Bell was basically going to be coming out. You know, like that was going to be he was going to carry the team, kind of like how they they saw Poland and they they were expecting Lewandowski to be basically scoring like five goals a game. And with those five goals, basically all they had to do was just wait it out. No, it doesn't work that way. One mm-hmm. player, especially against Denmark, out of all teams, out of all teams, Denmark is. And Denmark I'm is so comp- well structured. They, yeah, that's, they that's play what... very well together, uh, and there's a reason why they're they were a World Cup team. Uh, so, so I mean, I I I think that Denmark should have gotten a lot more. Maybe it was just the people that I was watching or like reading. That they were picking Wales over Denmark. I don't know why. I just like, I was like, really? But, anyways, Denmark had 53% of the possession, and Denmark also outshot Wales 16 to 11. But the man to talk about in this game is Casper Dahlberg, who scores two goals, one in the 27th and the other one in the 48th minute. I mean, it, it was a pretty competitive game at the beginning. It looked like it was going to be one of those games. Casper Dahlberg finds a beautiful goal. Outside the box, everything that you want to see in a goal, that's what happened. And then in the second half, the floodgates just opened, and, and that's where we saw the three goals come in. And actually, Bradway, your guy, Edward, scored a goal. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the thing to point out about Casper Dahlberg, like I said, uh, 
uh, uh, Paulson, who would normally be the guy up top, the man from RB Leipzig would would normally be the guy starting for Pol- uh, for for Denmark. Um, <laughs> I got to think about Poland. Yeah, starting for Denmark, but he had an injury. So here comes in Casper Dolberg making. I mean, he did make an appearance during the you know obviously in the in the group stages, but this was his first start in the Euros and this Euros, his first start, and it's in a knockout round match. That is a lot of pressure, especially for a young player like Casper Dolberg. And for those of you who don't know who Casper Dolberg is, he was a IX product that a lot of people thought that this guy is going to be the next big thing. Kind of, you know, kind of didn't... He went to Nice and kind of you haven't really heard much from him. But I think if he continues this this performance, like a performance that he did right now, in his first start in the Euros, he ends up scoring two goals. Um, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if, if some teams go out there and, and take a shot on him um, or Nice just holds on to their guy. But... I think Casper Dolberg definitely made his appearance, made his presence felt, and uh, and Denmark is just it looks like weirdly enough, Denmark just looks like a team of destiny right now. Um, they're they're the team that everybody's going to be rooting for throughout this tournament. I think just because of you know obviously all that they have, all the things that they have faced, and and I think it, it made them a lot stronger as a team as well. Um, that they're that they're doing this together and doing this for Christian Eriksen. So I mean, Denmark is on to the next round. And Wales gets to go home. And I'm sure Garrett Bale wants to go ahead and, and play some golf now. <laughs> right? He's like, all right, I'm, all guys, I'm going to go ahead and go do my thing I, now. I already got my golf clubs, guys. <laughs> oh, bro, don't even get me started. Yeah, that's Garrett, Garrett Bale, man. But yeah, so congratulations to Denmark for beating Wales for nothing. And obviously, congratulations to Peru for... Advancing to the to the knockout stages in Copa America for for beating yes, beating Venezuela, which I think they probably still would have made it regardless of the result. But obviously, like I said, Venezuela needed this win more than Peru did. But Peru, well, they wanted to win. But yeah, all right, Edward, players of the week. Who's your player of the week? All right. So my player of the week is actually none other than Hazard, and no, it's not the Hazard you're thinking of. It's actually Thorgan Hazard. The real Hazard. Who scored the, who scored the winning goal in Belgium's 1-0 win against Portugal. So He's the only Hazard. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what other Hazard you're talking about. What, what do you mean? What about the dude that's in Real Madrid? What's his name? Waste of Money. Waste of Money is his name? Yeah, Waste of Money. Bro, I imagine that was the or, case. Or hardly gets on the field. Hardly gets on. Wow. Wow. Somebody's a, a little bit upset here. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so I would just say, I would just, you know, I would just, even even there was this meme about uh, Florentino Perez talking about, man, we went for the wrong Kazard. Like, you know. I mean, I, 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 I said it uh, I, when, in one of my rants, but I'd rather have Thorgan Hazard than, than Eden Hazard. And I mean, Thorgan's ever ever since he went to Borussia Dortmund, he's just, wow. Like, he looks better than his brother. <laughs> so, <laughs> which isn't really saying much. He just, he just play, he plays a game without being injured, just makes him vastly better. 
And it's 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 just it's out. It, there's no contest at this point because Cesar can barely get on the field. Uh, well, his brother Eden can barely get on the field. Um, but yeah, no, Dorian Hazard, man, that goal was a thing of beauty. Just well placed, everything had his. You know, Belgium needed a goal, and he he got it done. Um, I mean, Portugal, you gotta give him props, man. They held off Lukaku pretty well. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne obviously had to get off early because he, you know, is an injury. Um, I think just because they're kind of they they don't want him to to get hit. I mean, obviously he, the man literally just got smacked hard in the face in the Champions League final uh, by a mask. So, <laughs> weirdly enough, Rudiger's mask. So, yeah. I mean, you know, you want to definitely tread carefully with him because uh, you do want him to at least make it pre- pretty deep with them. But you know, Belgium, I believe right now is the number one ranked team. In FIFA, I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure they're they're definitely one of the top teams, and they obviously want to prove their point. And when you got a guy like Thorgan Hazard continuing to prove that there's more than just talent, just besides the big names of Belgium, um, you know he stepped up, and that's what happened. That's what you need from your guys, and I think Thorgan definitely made his presence felt. Yep, he actually did. So at least he knows. At least he made it seem to where he's like. Okay, I'm not. He's not the only Hazard. Eddie's not the only Hazard. I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, so that, goal, that goal was a thing of beauty too. So. Mm, yeah, it was. It was a. It was a brace, as they call it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, who's your player of the week, Victor? So my player of the week, and I'm going to the NWSL, Edward. And I really oh, wow. wanted to, I really wanted to pick Trinity Rodman because she scored a, a beauty of a goal. But you know what? There is a player, and there's a player that, that the reason why Trinity Rodman isn't getting called up by the U.S. Women's National Team, and that is because how beastly of this player is, and that is Lynn Williams, who scores two goals in North Carolina Courage's two to nothing win against the Portland Thorns. Now, you know, you've heard me talk about Portland, the Portland Thorns a little bit. They they actually recently won the uh this this year's version of the of the of the Challenge Cup, um, and obviously the team also has Christine Sinclair, um, uh, Haran, Meg Klingenberg, a lot of talented players. But North Carolina Courage is one of the top teams in the NWSL, and has also their their play, their players from the U.S. Women's National Team as well, and obviously also other other national teams. And Lynn Williams is that player that's kind of. Getting in there, getting called up by the U.S. Women's National Team, possibly going to be the the future forward for that team. Um, and I mean, when you score two goals in a game um, to keep keep your team on top, I mean, there's a reason why. Yeah. Oof. So I mean, honestly, it's um, and this this makes you kind of want to watch NWSL a little bit more, you know, a little bit more closely, mm-hmm. especially me. Like I. I I don't normally keep up to date with it, but you know, I'll, I'll try. I'll try. Oh yeah, for sure. It's a fun league. I like it. Um, I think Edward and me need to try to go watch a Houston Dash game at some point when 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 things allow themselves to be a thing. <laughs> Give one of the girls my phone number. You know what I mean? Like hopefully. Well, that's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. I'll throw it on. I'll throw it on a jersey. Hopefully they read. It. <laughs> <laughs> with your chicken, with your chicken scratches for handwriting. 
It works. It works, baby. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, congratulations to Thorgan Hazard and Lynn Williams for being our players of the week. Mm-hmm. All right, man. There, there's a lot happening this this weekend. Obviously, you got the Euro quarterfinals. A lot of great matchups are going to be happening. Um, you know, unfortunately, there is no France versus Spain. It's going to be France versus Switzerland. Um, I mean, Spain versus Switzerland. Uh, so that's gonna be interesting to watch. I think we had some upsets in this in the quarterfinals. So it's really one alleged court, uh, upset, even though I don't believe I believe Wales was not an upset. But we had some upsets in this in this tournament. Obviously, you had Portugal being eliminated. France got eliminated. Um, so it's in, even though that one honestly isn't really an upset, it was just Portugal got play got beat by a better team, but. It's going to be interesting to see how this turn, the rest of this tournament goes. I can't wait for it, Edward. But yeah, so we're going into the quarterfinals. Speaking of quarterfinals, there's also the quarterfinals of Copa America. I know definitely Edward and I can't wait uh, to see who oh, advances yeah. to the semifinals in these two tournaments. Um, like the, these tournaments have been fun to watch, man. Like you know, the game's always going to be good. Um, South America is it, such a it, the pa- well, I mean, can't really say the passion right now because I don't think there's that many fans in the stadium, but. Just the game, the overall gameplay. Um, obviously, now the story it all goes to Messi. Can Messi finally lift an international trophy? Ronaldo, I mean, he's got two technically, um, but you know, Messi. That's and I think that's the thing that's missing for Messi is just that international trophy. And can Messi finally yep. do it? And can tough, he finally do it with Copa America? And in the toughest of places as well, because I mean, he's playing in Brazil, <laughs> so. And I mean, just just pointing this out, Brazil wins in, when they host. Yeah, when, when they host Copa America, Brazil wins. So, so we'll see what's up. We'll see. There's a lot of uh, a lot of things to watch on this one. No, That's yeah, why it's, it's exciting because it's like you don't you don't get to see you know like I guess you could say maybe this is Messi's redemption. Like we don't know. Exactly. Uh, we're the last call of medical they have. So. Exactly, exactly. All right. For the MLS people, or maybe people that want to try to catch some MLS games, you know what? I think the two games that I recommended for the MLS worked out very well. The 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 Orlando and Inter-Miami. I was going to say Milan. Inter-Miami game did not disappoint. It was very fun. So much so that even Christian Pulisic decided to make an appearance there. <laughs> Not in the game, mm-hmm. obviously, but he was actually watching the game. And um, the Cali Classico, I mean, it was clearly one-sided on one end, but I, it's still a good game. Chicharito had a great game for himself. Um, and we got to see a little bit of Cade Cowell, who is another exciting American player currently playing at San Jose, also score a goal as well. So a very good game. I think those did not disappoint. So here are the two games that I think you guys should check out in the MLS, and that is Columbus Crew versus New England Revolution. Obviously, Columbus Crew still kind of trying to find some form. Hasn't necessarily lived up to what I thought they were going to be because I thought this team was actually going to would would be contenders for the MLS Cup again. Still could happen, but, you know, definitely not a good start for them so far. As they take on the very, very hot New England Revolution who have won their last five games. That is just... And weirdly enough, it's a Bruce Arena managed team. Matt Turner looks like a studded goalkeeper. 
Um, once again, Bruce Arena, the man just knows how to rebuild teams, and it looks like it's working out right now for New England. So that's gonna it's gonna be a good game to watch. And LA Galaxy, uh, LA Galaxy versus Sporting Kansas City. You have two Mexican forwards going against each other, and that is Alan Pulido and and Chicharito Hernandez. LA Galaxy coming off a big win in the Cali Clasico. Sporting Kansas City coming off of a big win against LAFC. So that's going to be a very good game to watch, I think. So if you guys are trying to get into the MLS, trying to you know see what this league is all about, I think these are two games that you should definitely be having your eyes on. Yeah, those are actually going to those are look really good. I'm actually interested in the LA Galaxy versus Sporting KC. So there we'll see. There you go. Also, uh, just more point out. Sporting KC currently has a player that Barcelona and a bunch of teams in Italy want, and that is Gianluca Busio, who is an American as well. Also, possibly, also a possible Italian player as well. So he's he's in a bidding war between Italy and the U.S. Hopefully, goes to the U.S. But so Gianluca Busio, definitely check him out. I think he's gonna he'll do something for sure. <laughs> now, Edward mentioned the NWSL wants to kind of get more into the NWSL. Well, here's your chance, Edward. <laughs> Here are two games right. that I think you should check out in the NWSL. Starting off, the newer team in the NWSL, Racing Louisville, taking on the Portland Thorns. Portland Thorns obviously just came off of a loss against North Carolina Courage, but you know they're still a good team in that league. Uh, Racing Louisville has looked pretty interesting, so definitely those those are the, that's a good game to watch. And a battle between the first and second place team in the league, Orlando Pride versus the North Carolina Courage. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how North Carolina Courage defends against a front three that consists of Martha, Alex Morgan, and Sidney LaRue. And then obviously, North Carolina Courage, you got Lynn Williams up top. So it's going to be definitely a good game. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that one is happening when? The Orlando Pride versus Courage? This weekend. <laughs> this weekend? Okay. I'm going to check it out. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to watch this one, even with my kids. I want to see if I'll be able to watch, because usually they tend to go to the TV and then we end up watching Disney or something else. <laughs> and and that how it always works, man. Yep, it's okay. that's exactly how it works. I try to watch them to get food going, and it's not what you want to watch; it's what they want to watch. Uh, don't even get me started. I've been trying to get them to watch Big Hero Six. We only got to halfway through the movie, and then they want to watch Cars or oh man, that something movie, else. That movie gets you in the feels, though. Oh yeah, oh yeah, hands down. By far one of my favorite Disney movies. Of course, it's really hard to hate on Disney and Pixar movies. So all right, so for Edward, the game. So the the Louisville Portland game is going to be Saturday at six thirty Central Time. And the Orlando Pride and North Carolina Courage game will be at 5 p.m. Central Time on Sunday. So, July the 4th. So, okay. Ooh, nice. So yeah, so there's that. All right, guys. So, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And then we'll wrap things up with three up, three down. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward. And, and we, we are Insert Name FC. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on unhingedsn.com on Thursdays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We will see you there. And we are back. All right, man. Three up, three down. And this is going to be a little bit of a throwback, and that is song, well, 
artists that our parents listen to. So we all been through this. Like when whenever we want to listen to our music, we don't necessarily care too much about. But to be real, and like the music that our parents listen to, some of it that was actually pretty good. And and to be fair, by our age, most of our parents were listening to classics. Uh, would now be deemed classics now, but um, but yeah, so. That's why we we picked this topic just to see kind of like where, how we grew up with music, you know, because obviously our parents were one of our influences for our musical taste, or could have been the reason why we don't listen to a specific music. But um, oh, yeah. yeah, so we'll definitely get to see uh, how how we grew up um, just by the music the music our parents listen to. But also, mind you, these are classics. So for some of us, there might be a reason why we have a certain artist on on our three down. It can't. It's not probably not because we don't like them. It's probably just some some significant reason as to why. And we'll get to it. But yeah, we'll go ahead and kick things up with Spencer. Uh, Spencer at number at number three, he has Millie Jackson. And also, he wants to point out that this three down, well, not technically three down. So, so not really a three down, but this is a three down. So, Millie Jackson, number three. And number two, he has Bobby Womack. And number one, he has Barry White. Uh, I'm very interested <laughs> to know why Barry White. <laughs> but I think I know. I think I have a feeling. I just don't want to. I, I don't want to assume, but did, did, did Spencer walk into anything? <laughs> Bro, Spencer. He probably, he, he, probably, he, probably, he probably walked in the room. He was like, he heard ding, ding, ding. Oh, yeah, you know. And then he was like, what, what's going on? Like, he went to go check out what's going on with that house. And as soon as it started, oh, he was like, oh, shit. He just walked out. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully Spencer didn't experience what we think he experienced. Can't, can't but, get enough for your love, baby. But we, we definitely know what Barry White does to people. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we love you, Spence. <laughs> we 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 love you, Spence. We really do. We we love you so I much. Really no, no, the, I, hope, I really hope that's not the. I really hope. I really hope that's not the reason. But, I really hope so. I really hope. I really hope just. I really hope that he was just playing in the car and his car broke down, and that's the reason why he don't like it. Or I can, I can imagine right now Spencer laughing right now. <laughs> nah, I just hope, I just hope like he he was listening like, as soon as he went. My darling, uh, the car just backfired, blown head gasket whatsoever. Dang, Something man, happened. And dang, you're hoping for a blown head gasket for him? Yeah, what? okay, it's better than walking in, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> All right. All right, so I'll kick things off for us. So for my three down, at number three, I have Los Bukis. Which, fun fact, they're actually <laughs> kicking off a tour. <laughs> yeah, so for all you listeners out there, they're kicking off a tour. They'll be here in Houston. They're so, going to be in Texas, I believe. So Dallas, for, for everybody that listens to Spanish music, I, it's this kind of similar to Spencer. It's, it's my three down, but not really my three down. But I do like Los Bukis and you know Marco Antonio Solis. Guy, for, a, for a long time in my life, I thought he was Jesus. But that actually, I mean, I was a child. I mean, I mean, he looks like Jesus. Y'all, y'all go ahead. Pictures next to next. Go, go ahead and Google right now. Marco, we'll give, Marco we'll like Antonio we'll Solis. Google Marco we'll like Antonio. Ten seconds, fifteen Dude, seconds. Can I say the name? Jesus. <laughs> uh, 
Google Marco Antonio Solis. And if you guys tell me he doesn't look like Jesus, I think you're a liar. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they think you're a liar. Anyways, so the reason why I have those bookies is because if you grew up in a Hispanic household, if you hear anything like those bookies, and there's probably some other singers that you can also think of, and on a Saturday morning, you know what that means. It's time to clean. Yeah. Like your mom's gonna come over, wake you up, and you're cleaning. <laughs> so, so that is the my thought. Pro- that's kind of like the, I guess, the traumatizing factor of hearing those book keys is because I'm like, crap, I gotta clean now. <laughs> it's time to do chores. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's exactly how I would always feel it too. Like I'm like, ah, oh, crap, I gotta, I gotta get. I gotta get up and do chores and stuff, but you know what? It, it all in good fun. Like uh, I, it, those were good. The good days of listening to that stuff, like the bookies or the bookies, whichever one. Yeah. So, so yeah. Number three is little bookies. Number two, Cat Stevens. So really? Yeah. So there's not like once again, it's my three down, but not really three down because I mean, I everybody likes cats in the cradle. But so the reason why is because here's the thing. <laughs> Hopefully my dad's not listening to this. <laughs> but, uh, my dad plays Cat Stevens a lot, specifically when he's in a certain inebriated state. <laughs> and he, he, he forces me. So basically he gets me and my brother to listen and he wants us to understand what the song means. To him. I think you've you've had plenty of years to understand that, sir. So, and this was usually his, was one of his go-to. There's another singer that he, that he does, but I I have nothing against that singer. But yeah, Cat Stevens, and I have nothing against Cat Stevens again. But yeah, so we listen to Cats in the Cradle plenty of times. Um, And and there's actually one song that was featuring Guardians of the Galaxy. And that got me in my feels a little bit at that moment. But anyways. Oh, yeah. But um, but yeah. So no, it's a great great artist. But just like just those memories of my dad, like, tell me what this song means to you, and I'm just like, Dad, <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> it's like You're like Dad, I'm trying to play Nintendo. Leave me alone. Dad, just go to bed. It's 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 one in the morning. <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> I got I got. Let me sleep. <laughs> so, like, I want to sleep. Dad, I want to sleep. So yeah, number two is Cat Stevens, and number one, uh, and I, I don't know how Spence is going to feel about this. Number one is Donna Summers. Okay, and, and it's kind of just like I'm just not a disco guy. I kind of, I kind of feel like Spence just kind of braced himself. But then again, I don't know. Like, I don't know if Spencer is a if Spencer's a, a disco guy to, to be honest. But, but I mean, she, she's a, she's a diva. But yeah, so I, I mean, right. I just I just never was into disco like that, and like odd, like the kind of similar with my dad. Like that was one of the, uh, he played like one song specifically that last last dance was like the song that he would play a lot, and and I would just be like, it, it, this was like the one thing that my brother and him had in common was Donna Summers, and I just never was into Donna Summers like that. And I was, oh, you mean that song that goes the last dance? 
Yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually doing that. Yeah. Donna Summers will be... Is, is Donna Summers dead? No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay, so you're top three, Hector. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, because I was going to say she, she, she would be turning in her grave right now hearing your redemption, but I'm like, I'm not even sure. I'm, she's pretty, damn sure, I'm pretty damn sure she'd be turning your grave. You were asking questions like that, you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, like... It's not a, it's a fair question. It's not like I followed Donna Summer's life. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I don't I don't follow uh David Hasselhoff's life, but I know he's still around somewhere eating cheeseburgers. Yeah, she she all right, she passed away in 2012. So, all right, so she'd be turning on her she'll be turning in her grave right now during your 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 rendition. But anyways. So to reiterate, yeah, my three down is number three, Los Bookies, number two, Cat Stevens, and number one, Donna Summers. All right. Okay. So here goes my bottom three. All right. So my bottom three is Grupo Mojado. I don't know if you remember them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. He remembers them. Yeah. That, uh, if that's one that, thing to know about this bad, if we have no shame in our stereotypes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And now, ironically, it was you wanna, like you want to you want to translate what Bahado means. Okay, so I mean, so hopefully I don't get in trouble for this, but you know, okay, Mojado well, okay, well, the direct translation of Mojado is wet. But if you guys know anything about his, you know, as far as like Hispanic stereo, like, is it is it really a racial slur? I mean, I guess, I guess I guess technically it is. Technically, technically that that word became wet back. Yeah. So. You know. So then, but the thing is, this group made it pretty big here, like in you know Texas and stuff, and like um, the cumbia world in Mexico. Um, they ended up coming out with like a various a bunch of songs, and uh, one of them was like Caldo de Pollo, Piensa en mí, ora por mí, something like that. And every time, all, I, every those, time I hear those songs, every time I hear Piensa en mí, I always think of the 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 Simpsons because you know how they like had they had a uh, Millhouse's dad sing that song. Oh yeah, can I borrow a feeling? Yeah, but instead of that, it was being to me, which honestly yeah. was definitely a lot better than can I borrow a feeling? <laughs> the the Milhouse's rendition, Milhouse's dad, that Kurt Van Houtbrand rendition. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah, that one because it would always pop up in the Serio Latino back in the day. Yeah, and um, always it was always like, oh, can I go ahead when they were doing their song quest? I was like, oh, come on. And then I was like thinking, I was like, which one though? Like, is it the soft ballad one or the really peppy one? The logo, the logo, the logo on it was hilarious because it was actually the word but the grupo, tra- and then mojado, and then the J was actually a hook with the umbrella. And then basically, a brother was on top of the name. Yeah, that, actually, like, the, the the graphic design of those old bands, of those old groups, were, were phenomenal. But when I think of that song, Piense Me, because the song is like, uh, "Think of me." What was it like? Cry for think me. Think of me. Cry for me. Call me. Call me. No, no, don't call him. Yeah. 
So don't, don't like, cry for him. It's like, like I mean, they no, were no, they, no, they were no, no. It was, it was I thought it was. Uh, no, you're not for him. Habla, háblame a mí. No, 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 no le hables a él. Yeah. But then, no, I, at, the I, it, I, at the end of it, yeah, at the end of no, it, it like, no, yeah, so don't cry for him. So they were ahead yeah. of Drake, is basically what we're saying. Yeah. Pretty much. Marvel's Dream has got nothing on this guy. No, <laughs> I mean, technically. It's like Marvin's, Marvin's, Marvin's Room was like 10 years after that, or more than that. But anyways, so that's my number three, Grupo Mojado. Number two is... um. It's not that I have anything against this. <clears throat> it's not that I have anything against them, you know. Um, Los Tucanes de Tijuana. Dang, man. Yeah, I don't have anything against them. It's just, it just kept going and going, and well, especially the Latona. Those, yeah, there we go. So for those, for those who don't know, who, oh, oh <laughs> bro, trust me, everybody knows, especially the memes. Tio Choco, well, the memes, you know what I'm saying? The, the memes, but I mean, like, for the people that don't know Spanish like that, you know, uh, if they have Tio Choco, if they have, the, if, they have, if they have Tio Choco on Instagram, pretty or TikTok or Facebook, whatever, pretty damn sure they know who Latrona is. All right, <laughs> that's how I see it. Y la se mueve. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You even got but the little what's, what's, thing going. What's funny though is so Latrona means uh, the hussy, right? Yeah. So that's, yeah, that song is just because there's like and of course everybody, got, everybody. Everybody knows the hussy. And then, and then and it's funny because then you got the uh, you got your drunk friend who's a chick who all of a sudden as soon as they hear that shit going they're like that's my song and they're all drunk and shit and you're like <laughs> this, this song's you kind of like uh, this song is about me and I'm like uh, okay I'm gonna walk away now I was like remember how we were talking yeah and, don't and call the, me and the hussy's moving <laughs> and the men are screaming. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I was like, yeah, it's cool, it's cool, bro. It's cool. I wonder if we could make Spencer do like a remix of Latona. Oh no, what do we make him sing in that next bit? We'll make him sing like a portion of the song. And Latona some way, eh? Oh man, Spencer, if you're listening to this, prepare yourself. Oh, does Latona um, sing? Oh man. Okay, so. That's my number two, Los Tucanes de Tijuana, and my number one. And this is just down because I'm like, eh, you know, my my dad would always put this kind of music on. Um, it was um, it was my down. It was uh, Aniceto Molina because it was always on our cassette player, always on our CD player, always that's every a, Christmas. That's the namesake. Yeah, I know, but it's like every every Christmas, every any little party we ever had, you know this. You'd you'd be invited, and then all of a sudden you would hear this playing through the freaking speakers all the time, and even the car all the time. So they would have yeah. that on loop. I, mean, I was surprised how well uh, that CD yeah. stood. <laughs> oh, it stood the test of time, bro. But it was funny because I finally after after everything. The scratch is the best part. <laughs> Made it sound like if there was a DJ in the house, all you had to do was just smash the freaking the recorder. Just I was like, everything started going back to normal. But um, but yeah, it's not a bad thing. I mean, it's not a bad thing where I'm like, oh god, I hated it. 
And then, it's just um, that you heard it so much, so yeah, I just heard it so many times that I was just kind of bored of it. So yeah, but nothing bad against them. I mean, these these bands that I named, these groups, um, they're not like oh, it's, you know, it's wow, your three I'm down, tired but not, them. Spencer basically Spencer put it right much. on right on spot on. Like it's not it's your three down, down, but not really just, a three down. Not really a three down because you can't really hate on your parents' music that bad because you grew up to it. Yeah, yeah. And even now, as a grown up, you kind of already like, oh, you know, I, I know what it means or I know what they're saying. Or sometimes you're like, damn, I actually now I see why my parents enjoy this kind of stuff, and especially if it's drinking music, you know. So <laughs> to reiterate, uh, my number three, Tupo Mojado, number two, Tucano de Tijuana, and my number one is Aniceto Molina. <clears throat> All right. All right, Spencer's three up is number three, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Damn, Spence, way to go all the way through. Hey, man, in three more months, you know what I'm, what song I'll be jamming to. Okay, well, oh, God. well correction, because this episode drops, will be it'll be July 1 when this episode, in two months, you know what I'll be jamming to. <laughs> but yeah, no, Earth, Wind, and Fire, solid pick. Uh, the Gap Band is number two. And number one is Frankie Beverly and Maze. Hmm. So to reiterate his three up, at number three, he has Earth, Wind, and Fire. Number two is The Gap Band. And number one is Frankie Beverly and Maze. Classics. I mean, okay. I feel like funk is definitely something that uh, Spencer grew up with. I mean, he, he, it means it's, it's stuff that he likes because I'm married. You know, we saw it with his music groups. Funk was him. Yeah. All right. So my three up. At number three, I have John Lennon. I mean, this was a, a singer that... This is one of my dad's favorite singers. I know for sure. Because um, he played it a lot. But I, I liked listening to it. Because, I mean, John Lennon was... Had like, it, you know, he, he had like a great message in, in his songs. Um, so, I, I, yeah, it was it was really easy to vibe with. Um, and, and like I said, I like the message that he had with, with his songs, especially I'm sure everyone knows of Imagine, especially in, in, during the pandemic where you had Gal Gadot and a bunch of celebrities singing, which kind of ruined that for me. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was so that happened. But no, yeah, John Lennon. I mean, he's a legend. I mean, I, I don't think anybody's going to argue John Lennon as a singer. Um, at number two, I have the Beatles. Obviously, it makes sense. It's John Lennon, and then the Beatles, the band that yep. he was once a part of. But yeah, my dad also jammed to a lot of the Beatles. Um, actually, one of the first the first time I heard my dad listen to something not in Spanish was the Beatles, and the first time I heard them, I was I was I was that was it. I was like, I like this band. Like, I like all their like. Not I won't say I like all their songs. I'm not gonna be that guy. But I mean. Um, no, I, I like I enjoyed most of the songs I heard them. I, I heard was I liked it. Um, I mean, from Hey Jude to you know, <laughs> well, I think it was like Hard Yellow Day's submarine. Night, Yellow Submarine. Like it, it's just it, it, you know, I I feel like it, it. Even if you didn't like a certain era of the Beatles, you fu- there was an era that you liked. Yeah. So, so I mean, like yeah, the Beatles. Are, I feel like a lot of people, I think it, it, people would, would find it blasphemous if you say you don't like the Beatles. I mean, we saw that episode yeah. of The Office. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't like the Beatles? <laughs> let, it, let it be. And then, oh, I want to hold your hand. 
Mm-hmm. I want to hold your hand was probably one of the, one of the fun ones I played because of of a uh, uh, rock band. Oh yeah, rock band dedicated a, a game to to the was it a mm-hmm. DLC or, or was it a like, no? Oh, it was a full game. A full it game. was the Beatles. It was a full game. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, number two is the Beatles, and number one, like I mean, I can't, I can't say the the only reason why I listen to this band, and I, I have to give props to my dad. Um, is because of this. Is because of my dad. Because my dad was, you know, like I said, he listened. I, I the more I learned about my, you know, knowing my dad's music taste, I learned that he loves classic rock. And this band, I think, is some is a band that I think a lot of people, like, as soon as you say that band's name, they're like, "Fuck yeah!" And that's Pink Floyd. Oh yeah. So I mean, like you, like I mean, I feel like anybody that likes rock, if you don't, if you don't mention Pink Floyd. And I mean, this could probably be also the same thing like the Beatles, like, oh, you know, that's like an obvious one that like maybe a lot of people would listen to Pink Floyd and a lot of people listen to, uh, to the Beatles, but kind of similar to like the Beatles, like the first time my dad played Pink Floyd, um, which the album that he had was The Wall, um, which the one that's the one I distinctly remember. But um, but yeah, so I remember listening to The Wall um, and, and I was just like, man, this I love the sound of Pink Floyd. But my favorite song and it still it still stands still pretty well to me from Pink Floyd is Great Gig in the Sky. Uh, no, wait, not Great Gig. Well, Great Gig in the Sky is a great song, but uh, Wish You Were Here it was that's like one of my all time favorites from Pink Floyd. But yeah, no, like it's it's crazy to think like how how my dad has impacted me with music um, because that's like the, one of the cool things that that me and my dad were able to bond through was through music. And, and like my dad's music taste is definitely very spread out. I think it's pretty that's that's pretty cool. And I think that's kind of one of the things that I try to emulate from him was being so like open mind to like the you know music. Um, and I mean you know it, it, it helps. It definitely helps to be open minded when it comes to music because um, you don't you don't know what you like until you listen to it. And so right. yeah. So my three up are John Lennon. Number two, the Beatles, and number one, Pink Floyd. All right, sounds good. Sounds good. All right, so my number three is actually let me see. So I'm have, I have to think about this one for a bit. My number three is actually um, going to be. You might be like, really? Okay, so my number three is Grupo Brindis. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and those uh, even now I still jam to them. So yeah, I have that essential thing played on my playlist. <laughs> um, every now and again, I'll get my feels, and of course, that's to me that's like the original romantic songs and stuff. Um, number and then my number two is actually um, and I don't know why maybe. I mean, yeah, granted, it, it, it was it was you know not necessarily like full on, but I mean, we 
Selena was somebody we grew up with. Actually, as a matter of fact, I remember, uh, well, I don't remember. I was still kind of like very young, but they, we did actually go to those, to Selena, to one of the concerts. Well, it was, it was the one that, I think it was, no, nah, it was, a, I think it was a free one and it was in the Astrodome. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Astrodome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it wasn't even a road or nothing. Way to, way to show was, our age, Edward. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh. But, but yeah, I think I remember that one too. Cause, uh, cause it was supposed to be like a state Latino concert and I think they were doing a giveaway and I think my brother or my cousin, somebody fucking got free tickets or something and we ended up going. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would say she's my number two because I grew up on her and we we wore that tape out God knows how much on the freaking car and the uh, Fotos Recuerdos, Amor Prohibido, Bidi Bidi Bum Bum, you know, all those. And, and Corpus Christi is very, Corpus Christi is very on. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's my number two. My number one, you're going to be like, really? My number one, I'm going to have to go back to my number one on the, on the bat, on the down. Uh, my number one is Anisito Molina as well, because now I have a giant ass playlist of nothing but his music and like whatever inspired <laughs> his music. And then right there, the, the accordion, the man could play the accordion to God's knows what end, because that right there was some badass accordion music. Spencer, if you've never listened to this man, play the accordion you need to listen to this man two days <laughs> I'm, you know what i'm even gonna text this in the group chat put anisito molina so you can actually know how to spell that boy's name wait I'm, we might just send spencer a three nah well i mean i mean spencer's gonna be like oh i know some of those singers oh yeah, right. actually, i actually really did send it i did i told you i was going to <laughs> anisito molina yeah, yeah. So you can but spell it in front I'm of my YouTube. I'm going to add those bookies to there. There so, you go. So He's going to be like, what the hell did you guys grow up on? What the fuck is this shit? Actually, I think Spencer yeah. would love it, though, to be honest. Like, I think... Like, he would like the diversity. Yeah, because, I mean, like, Spencer is very open-minded musically. I mean, obviously, he's a, he's a producer. But yeah. Next thing you know, you're going you, you know, to see Spencer, like, mopping in his house, like, jamming to uh, Marco Antonio Solis. Yeah. Well, all right. So to reiterate, my number three is. Oh, damn it. What did I say? My brain just farted completely. So my number three is Grupo Brindis. And my number two is Selena. And my number one is Daniel Tomoli. Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yeah. Again. No, yeah. That's a good one. I mean, like I said, this was a. Like, I, I think I like this topic just because, like, you get to see your influence. Obviously, most of the song choices, the, most of the artist choices were, were were influenced by my dad. And it's only because, like, my mom's choice of music is is gospel, Spanish gospel. <laughs> I mean, my mom, mm-hmm. uh, my mom, my mom listened to some country, but mainly it was gospel. So I didn't want to put that anywhere. <laughs> if you wanted to tread carefully on that one. <laughs> so, yeah. so I was like, uh, I was like, ah, my dad had a more wider music taste. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. it worked out. But I mean, it's it's kind of interesting how like how our, our our parents like had like that that effect on us for like for our taste of music. So I thought that was it was a pretty cool thing to like at least look at look back at. So that's the reason why I, got, I picked that list. But yeah, yeah. But yeah. All right. 
All right. So that's the show, man. I want to give a shout out to the Unhinged Sports Network. You can follow them on Twitter at Network Unhinged. So this Sunday, this Sunday that's coming up, July 4th, 4th of July. Happy 4th of July, by the way. Uh, but this will kick off the playoffs for podcasts of the year in Unhinged Sports Network. How you can help us, because we were actually the third seed. We actually... Uh, so the, the the first and second seed, the first seed is the far end of the bench, and second seed is the JDAS show. Um, so they're gonna have a bye. So we're gonna compete right away. We're the so technically we're the highest seed not to get a bye. Um, so I mean that's pretty cool. Thank you so much for everyone that's listened to us on Unhinged uh, to put us in this position. But uh, but if you guys want to help us win podcast a year, it's really simple. You gotta listen to us through UnhingedSN.com. That's literally the only way to do it. That's how you get because if you the more listeners we get helps us in the playoffs and you know give us a, a, at least a good shot to win podcast of the year. Um, so yeah, and a way to help you guys out to find out when we're on on unhingedsn.com is by following uh, Unhinged Sports Network on Twitter once again at Network Unhinged. Follow them, and once you see a hey, insert name of C is live, go ahead and click and. They'll, they even have a link right there ready, so you can go ahead and listen to us, um, listen to us, and help us win podcast of the year. So that's how you do it. Uh, we'll be pushing it, espe- uh, especially through our social media platforms, um, on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC. So also follow us, and we'll also notify you guys when we're live as well. So help us win podcast of the year. Uh, we, I will honestly say, if we win podcast of the year, I will love to do a jersey giveaway. Um, not that we're going to get prize money out of this, but I will, you know, personally do a jersey giveaway if we win podcast of the year. Edward cannot participate. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everyone's going to be like, oh, I'm going to put myself in there. No, Edward cannot participate. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, yeah. So make sure you guys follow Unhinged Sports Network. Once again, on Twitter at Network Unhinged. And check them out, unhingedsn.com. There's a lot of great blogs that are available, some that I've written myself. And a great, just another, just a bunch of great podcasts that are in there, like Dorm Room Dispute, Far on the Bench, obviously, you know, the first seed, J-Dash Show, High Low Sports from Kelsey. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of great podcasts. I think you guys should definitely check it out because there's some great, great, great stuff out there. Um, also, shout out to Alejandra Gomez and her company, A&G Graphics, because they created the logo of Insert Name FC. So follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, it's at a.g.graphics with an X. Go ahead and give her some love. And if you guys need a logo done, either for a project, for yourself, for something, hit her up. She'll take good care of you because we love our logo. You know, there's no other reason why we wouldn't be promoting her if it wasn't because we love our logo so much. Exactly. So shout out to Alejandro Gomez. And shout out to the man, the myth, the legend, the namesake of the Chick of the Roosevelt Spencer Chick-fil-A Player of the Year Award, which we'll be announcing on our on our year. On our on our maybe not the maybe the one before our year, because obviously Premier League's probably gonna kick off, so we have to preview that. But we will be doing our announcement for player of the year and maybe some other awards as well for our, I guess our, our wrap up of the year. So we'll do our end of the year show uh, before the season's uh, the, the episode before the Premier League starts, 
and we'll announce our player of the year, which will be the Roosevelt Spencer's Chick-fil-A player of the year. So if you guys one, follow this man on, on Instagram at that guy dope. Cause if you guys want to be made for yourself, cause I'm telling you guys, I'm going to continue to mention it. Nothing beats more than having your own original beat to your show. You know, like it's cool to have music that people listen to, you know, but you know, if you don't want to deal with the copyright issues or trying to request permission to use people's music, nothing is better than having your own original beat, a beat that's going to tell people, Hey, that's this show. Hey, that's insert name FC besides me screaming insert name FC <laughs> for the intro and outro. <laughs> you know, that's insert name FC. You love the beats. So let Spencer take good care of you. Once again, follow him on Instagram at that guy. Don't hit him up. If you guys want a beat done for yourself, because I highly recommend it. Yes, sir. That's All exactly right. right. Also, I love her. I just you have to put it out there. Love Ale. Love fans. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. But yeah, so that is the show, man. Uh, thanks for listening to episode 43. Catch us next week for episode 44. Uh, <laughs> not not soccer related, but the Jordan Alvarez episode. Because, you know, go Astros. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, but specifically, catch us next week for episode 44. Because guess what? We are previewing the Gold Cup. Because guess what? That's kicking off. So, yeah. just as the Euros and the and the Copa America are, are soon at near that 10, Gold Cup starts. And also the Olympics. So, maybe not have a preview for that, but we'll definitely be talking about that as it goes. So, very exciting. Very exciting. And so, thanks for listening. Have a great, safe 4th of July. And catch us next week for episode 44. Take care, guys. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.